Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, live and direct from the City of Angels. 877-996-6369. Are you excited? Can you feel the energy? That's because tonight could either save or sink the Los Angeles Lakers. And before you think that doesn't matter, you're wrong. You're wrong. Like, look... The Knicks are an abject disaster. We all agree there, right? Like, what happens where Carmelo Anthony goes, we don't really know. Uh, but the Knicks are at least a year away from being competitive again. Like, you can wheel and deal and move Carmelo Anthony, maybe get some pieces back and get a draft pick. And there is hope that in a year, right now, we'll be sitting here going, next year the Knicks will be pretty good. Like, they went all kind of in to get to be maybe a playoff team and – Stop me if you've heard this before. Derrick Rose got hurt. Stop me if you've heard this before, but it's hard to win with Carmelo. I only play with the basketball in my hands, Anthony. 
with a first-time general manager who seems to be uh, really struggling with the time it takes, the effort it takes to do his job, they're, they're a disaster. So for, for the league, Celtics, historic franchise, good. Right? Defending champion Cleveland Cavaliers got a chance to get back to the finals, will likely compete with the Warriors, who were the previous. All that's good. But you need your biggest franchises, the ones that bring the most eyes to be competitive. And tonight, it's kind of an all-or-nothing thing for the Lakers. Right? Either top three picks or they're screwed. Totally screwed. And it's weird because, um, look, I understand that tanking stinks. That stinking stinks. That the fact that the Lakers won a bunch of games down the stretch, you're sitting there and you're looking at Jack Nicholson's going like, no, don't. They tried to lose. They did the, the best that they possibly could to be bad. Like Frank Vogel came on yesterday from the Orlando Magic, and he told us, "Like, hey, look, we're we're hoping that some karma because we didn't try and stink. We were just bad the old-fashioned way. Our twenty-nine wins, we actually earned. That was the best we could do. It's kind of an indictment of the Orlando Magic, isn't it? Yes, we are so bad that when everybody else is trying to lose and we're trying to win, the the best we could possibly do is the sixth worst record in the NBA." Like, Wow, you guys are really bad. <laughs> oh, but here's the thing: there are there we have problems in this world, right? Like, I'll give you a, an example. Like the, the Chinese, until recently, had restricted people to having one child, right? We know this is like historic, right? That you could only have one baby, and now they've kind of lessened those. Lessen it to where now you can pop out. You can't go Duggars in China, okay? But you can pop out more than a kid. And the fact is that there's something cruel about limiting how many children a family can have. On the other hand, like, hey, uh, this club, like Earth, this Earth thing, it's like, uh, there's, it's almost like there's been a really, a bouncer at the door to which at first, very selective, and now he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And now you're looking and now it's a fire hazard. Okay? We got too, we got too many folks in here. We got too many folks. It's what, seven billion people? It's like five when I was a kid. And then you know how it works, the math works. Like once it gets to eight, then all of a sudden it gets to ten. They're like, whoa, wait a second. And all that open space, no longer open space, not enough food, not enough water. But here's the thing with a really, really hard problem. You give me the solution. Right? What, like, what's the solution? A solution is, is birth control? Like, okay, but not everybody believes one in birth control because of religious beliefs. And not everybody, even if you tell, not everybody is educated in this world. And some of the poorest countries have some of the, the uh, youngest pregnancy rates. Like, I, I understand that overpopulation is a problem. I also know that with any of these solutions, case in point, China... Like there's a, like how many civil liberties defenders would come out and go like, how can China limit the number of people that you have? Cause they have too many people. The traffic is a horrendous problem. in Many of our major cities like, okay, so we'll have the carpool lane to get people to drive with, you know, two or three, like that's great. But then 
one, if you have the carpool lane, that means you're taking away one of the other lanes from the freeway. And it sounds like a good idea, but people don't live near each other, so it's really kind of hard to carpool. Plus, like, do you really want to ride with somebody else and they're smacking their food? So it's public transit. Now, I want to do high-speed rail like they have in so many of these other civilized countries. Amazing. Here's the problem with high-speed rail. Really, 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 really expensive. You know, the good news would be that high-speed rail, you'd think that the jobs would stay in the United States. And when the jobs stay in the United States with American workers, like we keep all the all of our tax money that's going to pay for all this stuff, it's great. Here's the problem with high-speed rail. Here's the problem with public transit. Like, it's awesome, but not a lot of people use it. Like, they, they have rail systems now in many major cities, including in Los Angeles. How many people will use it? I mean, ridiculously expensive. And what's the actual payoff? You'd probably be better off panning, dividing up the money and spending and giving it to people to not go to work. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, there's a plan that works. Like, listen, here's the thing. If you go to work, you're going to clog up our roads. So the problem with, with, with complex problems is they they provide complex solutions, and none of those solutions necessi- don't have a downside. I bring it up because tonight's the NBA draft lottery. Everybody goes, like, I hate the lottery system. I don't like it. It's just not fair. It's just not equitable. I do. People are dumping games. Like, okay, let's take away the lottery system. Teams are still dumping games. Now you just go by whoever has the worst record. Like, what's what's the difference? Like, okay, well, we go to the European system. European system is probably the best. Relegation. Right, we had two divisions of the NBA. NBA has 30 teams. You had 15 teams. I mean, think about it. The Sacramento Kings would be a, a forever a second division team. But then all of a sudden, you're going to have to dial back people's salaries because second division, you have lesser budgets, right? Because you're not playing the first division for a championship. Like, that would be the best, right? Re- just relegation. But are you going to... Like, do you think Adam Silver is going to go in and go like, hey, Sacramento Kings, hey, New Orleans Pelicans, hey, New York Knicks, hey, L.A. Lakers, you're in the second division. <laughs> well, you, you've been bad for the last five years. We had to create first and second divisions. We had to get rid of tanking. 76ers, you're in the second division. How's that go over your fans? So I'm not going to tell you that that the ping pong balls bouncing your way is the best idea. But it's not a terrible idea, right? It's not terrible. Like, they create a TV show out of nothing. They create a certain amount of randomness, especially in a league which is not really random. Like, like the NBA playoffs are not random. The best teams generally win, right? The best players are in the finals more. You you play seven games, the team with the most talent is usually going to win. That's why the Lakers and the Celtics and the Bulls and the Pistons and like all the teams with the town, the Warriors now, and the Cavs, and the Miami Heat, why were they always in the finals? Because they had better players. It's a, it's not a random league. You got 82 games, and then you got seven-game series, so it's, it's slanted to the team with more talent is going to win more often. It's less random. It throws some randomness into it. And it does, it can, in fact, affect the league. And th- there's some randomness that is head-scratching, you know, like... Uh, the Cleveland Akron area produces one historically great player in the history of the state, and he just so happens t- to go to Cleveland. Like that's interesting. Right? Derrick Rose just so happens to land in Chicago. Like that's interesting. The the Knicks just so happen to land 
Patrick Ewing, like, that's interesting. But I'm told that it's super random, and I'm kind of okay with it. Because it's one of those problems that as much as you think, hey, that should be an easy fix. All right, tell me the fix. Oh, you know what people, you know what the NCAA should do? They should compensate athletes. Okay. Uh, herein lies the problem with compensating athletes. If you pay athletes, then you have to tax them. And then also you have to tax the benefits that they're getting to go to school there, which actually will either make you have to pay twice as much or make what they're make what they're getting half as valuable. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, while some athletes would be compensated, it would probably eliminate many of the Olympic sports. That's because athletic departments are getting less and less money from the state because states are running into budget crunches. And the first thing to go is spending towards athletics. Let athletics be self-contained. So uh, additionally, like if you allowed athletes to get to be sponsors or spokesmen for you know, car dealerships or whatever. Remember, the lifeblood of many of these sports programs are donorship, are, you know, are donations. And what do you, you get seats, you get signage, you get all this stuff with donations. You do it so that you're the official Lexus or Buick of the Cal Golden Bear football team. Why would you spend, you know, 500 grand a year to be that title sponsor to have signage in the stadium to get a box when... All you got to do is give 10 grand to an athlete. It would actually end up making the schools a lot less money, which would, uh, which would give them less money to put towards all of the student athletes. Oh, by the way, are you going to pay the lacrosse player or are you going to play the women's basketball player? There's this thing called title nine to which you have to give equal opportunity to the same number of the opposite sex. Like it sounds really, really easy in a vacuum, but the world doesn't occur in a vacuum. Thankfully so, because vacuums suck. I love I love Ramos. He laughs at every one of my jokes. It's really I need to bring him with me everywhere I go. Just say something funny, then look at Ramos. He starts cracking up. I'm like, God, I love you, Ramos. Well, that's a key, right? Say something funny. Say something. Well, you, yeah, used to have Jay Moore here. He would say something funny a little bit more often. In theory, <laughs> <laughs> hot, hot mic. Doug Gottlieb show Fox Sports Radio. So, like, look, I know we have this. Uh, almost condescending way at looking at the NBA draft lottery, right? Because it, it's, it's like this room, and they and they screw this thing up a lot, right? Like the way to do it is to have them pick out the, have them pick out the uh, ping pong balls in front of us. Like the, the fact that it happens behind a closed door, like that's not interesting. I am a, like I'm a marketing major, so I don't know everything about marketing. I do know that LeVar Ball should have had the sneakers that he was trying to sell every time he's on TV. And I do know that the NBA, like the the whole thing of it is, I want to see that, I want to see the ping pong ball come up. Why can every state lottery and Powerball in the world produce me a ping pong ball in front? But the NBA ha- happens over under cover of darkness. Like that's not interesting. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Paul George struggling to be subtle. Where does Paul George want to play? Los Angeles, right? Would love to play for the Lakers. There is some sense maybe he'll play for the Clippers. Uh, This story uh, is out everywhere. 
where Paul George, in an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live this week, said uh, this about how he's going to try and work on his game this summer. Does that have any uh, impact on you? Does that have an effect on you? No, man. I, I, it doesn't? I love no, I love Magic. I love Magic. Great dude. Good. You're going to be uh, working for him. <laughs> yeah. I know I, I'm gonna always get those ties, man. I'm, I'm an L.A. kid. Actually, at my home, Kobe is like the biggest person in my sure. house. Sure. Like, Have you talked to Kobe about coming to the Lakers? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. I plan on working out with him and... Uh, oh, you are gonna yeah, work out Yeah, pick his brain a little bit. Have you worked out with him before? Nah, not Are yet. you nervous about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I would think so. <laughs> you know, I'm training I've... now to get ready to work out with him. So, he never worked out with him before. He lives in Los Angeles, loves L.A., Kobe's the biggest person, even bigger than him in his home. And he's going to work out with Kobe Bryant, who, by the way, Rob Palinka, I believe Rob Palinka put it like Lord and Savior Jesus, God, uh, the apostles, etc., And then Kobe somewhere in that group. And then everybody else in the history of basketball is slightly below. Like, did you hear Rob Palinka's introductory press conference? Like, it was uncomfortable, the infatuation that Rob Palenka, the agent for Kobe Bryant, had with Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, the basketball IQ. Paul George is struggling with being subtle the same way any married guy struggles with being subtle with his wife on a Saturday night. We all know how this is going to happen, Paul. Let's just get on with it. Which, by the way, is usually your wife's response. All right, let's just get this over with. (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The head coach of the Phoenix Suns, the interim coach last year, head coach this year. They're getting ready for the NBA draft lottery tonight. Earl Watson joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Earl, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, Good to catch up. I'm wondering what this was like to be the full-time guy, take on the challenge of a really, really young team. What was this season like for you personally as your first as a full-time head coach? I think it was a great experience. And for me, um, first time full-time head coach, I didn't know any difference. So for me, it was a constant challenges, but the guys were great professionals mature beyond their years and to see them develop and grow over the season with Devin Booker going for 70 at Boston and Tyler Eulis and Marquise taking major strides were very, for me, it was very welcoming. It was like an amazing experience. Okay. Um, but towards the end of the year, you guys were better off losing games. Was it ever discussed in your locker room or in your front office? Like, Hey, we need to make sure at the end of the game, regardless of how we play, they have more points than we do. No, no, no one does that. This is, high competitive nature at the highest. And for us, we had big wins towards the, end of the, towards the end of the season versus Boston and OKC. So we played the right way no matter what the roster situation was. Uh, just worry about the things we could control, and that's our effort and intent to always do our best. Okay, there are some that around the NBA that poked fun at you guys. Devin has 70 in a game. Like, I can't even fathom 70 in a game. But you lost the game to the Celtics by 10 what was your take on taking the pictures and everybody and getting autographs for Devin when he has 70 and yet you lost the game? I don't control my team's personalities. Uh, the team sticks together. Uh, we just beat them a couple of weeks before in a game winner by Tyler Eulis. So uh, Devin, to me, had an amazing performance, and you can't take anywhere, anything away from a 20-year-old having such a great performance this early in his career. Yeah, it's crazy. He's only 20. It's just it's, 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 it's nuts. He's 20 years old. I mean, the sky is the limit. Okay, so... The question becomes, as you look around this draft, there's a lot of good pieces. You got Markel Fultz, who's probably the best all around. 
You got Lonzo, who's you know like a Jason Kidd type, make everybody better. You got Josh Jackson, who uh, you know I wouldn't be as good as Devin, but he does a lot of little things to help you win. You got some of the big guys that are versatile. What's your sense that if if you guys had your pick, and maybe not a player exactly who you'd want, what what style of addition are you looking for to add to this roster? It's really too early to say that. We haven't met anyone but Markel. Uh, after tonight, you start to set up your visits and your meetings, and it's really the person, the person more than the style of play or the pick. Uh, you know, the, the the skill that they have is the actual person, the, everything they bring to the table to fit within our family. Right, speaking of Markel, uh, we had Rick Bucher on. He said, like, look, my only question with Markel is there's a lot of pressure that goes along with being the number one overall pick. Uh, it might be different in Phoenix because you're not in L.A., you're not in New York. You're not in Boston. What's your sense of the pressure that Markel would feel if he was the number one overall pick? I don't know. I think those guys who go number one are built for that. They have a lot of experience of playing under pressure for years. You know, high school basketball right now, travel basketball, is such a high level, so competitive with so much publicity. These guys are used to being, you know, that guy in front of the camera. You know, it's interesting. You know, we're looking at some of these coaches. Ty Lue, obviously, kind of a contemporary of of both of ours. Yours more so in the NBA. He's a little bit older, a little bit older than you. Uh, you you have to take kind of uh, special joy in watching some of these young. You got not just you getting a chance, but other guys, former point guards in the league, getting opportunity at such a young age. Uh, if there's if there's one who you are watching here coming down the stretch, is there? Is it Ty? Is it Brad Stevens? Who's the guy who whose style you're going to try and, I don't know, embody as you continue to evolve as a head coach? Uh, no one's style you embody. You are who you are. And I think the coaches along the way, you know, my experiences with John Wooden, and then you have Jerry West, Hubie Brown, uh, Jerry Sloan, and starting with San Antonio Spurs and Pop and RC, those are my influences. But I'm biased because Ty and I grew up in Kansas City. So you always, you know, hope Ty does well until he plays your team, but you cheer for the guy that you grew up with. Now, he's from Mexico, Missouri. That's that's, that's out in the sticks, though, isn't he? Like, you're a Kansas yeah, City dude. He's like Mexico, history. Missouri. He moved to Kansas City in, in, in high school. All right. Did you see what happened with Pat Mahomes? What's up with your city, man? Pat Mahomes, new first-round pick of the Chiefs. He gets held up at gunpoint. What's going on in KC? you gotta go. You got to go and straighten things out. <laughs> KC is a tough city to grow up in, man. Uh, best barbecue place in KC? Is? Uh, it changes, man. You know, Gates is legendary, but you have Arthur Bryant, you have uh, Casey, Casey Joe. So it, it changes all the time. Hi, man. Help you. Hi. That's uh, you have to have been. You have to have been uh, to Gates to understand the yell. Hi, man. Help you as soon as you walk in the door. Earl Watson joining us. Um, are the Warriors harder to stop defensively this year or last year? I think KD this year gives them a different dynamic. He can take over the game. And you kind of saw that versus Utah. Usually Utah would probably got a couple wins in, maybe had a chance to change the series. But that one game, a decisive game three, KD just took over and just kind of turned the tide. It feels, though, that Clay is kind of getting left by the wayside a little bit. And we've seen Clay Thompson be so uh, incredibly explosive offensively. How do you... How do you manage that as a coach? Felt like Mike Brown last time, uh, last couple games, has really tried to get him more looks with the second lineup, leaving him in longer with the second lineup. How do you manage that as a coach, knowing that you have more than just two scores? You got three guys that can that can get you thirty, and Clay sometimes isn't getting the looks that he's used to. For them, that's a dynamic team, but I wouldn't count Clay out yet. He usually emerges in you know Western Conference playoffs and also in the finals. That's when he made his biggest strides as far as taking over games. Um, what's your take on on the Jaja 
closeout. Like, look, you were a guy who you made the league because of your toughness, right? Like, no one could get you off the floor for over a decade. When you're a backup slash starting point guard in the league, like you, you got to be, you just got to be tougher than everybody else because people are telling you you can't, you can't make it. So there is something to making the league as a as a point or as a big guy like Jaja that you have to bring in your mind is closing out as in that proximity. Is that a dirty play in the NBA? Uh, the second, the first slide was common. The second slide was questionable, and I think Pop addressed it pretty well. Um, it's a part of the game, though. Um, things happen. Players take chances, and some guys are a little bit more aggressive than others. You grew up in the Jordan era. Are you willing to put uh, LeBron right there next to Jordan, or does he still have work to do? I think Brian, you have to wait till he finishes his career, but I think he's on that trajectory. Uh, we don't know how many more championships he can win. He continues to be there every every season, so you have to start giving him that due as far as you know, giving him the respect that maybe he could be. All right, last thing: what's what's the? You have a lucky rabbit's foot. Like, what's the? What do you got working for tonight? This is an important draft pick in the Valley of the Sun. You got a young team. You'd love to add, make a great addition. Everybody wants to win. Like, you're a super competitive guy. Do you have? Something special you're doing tonight to help the Suns get the number one overall pick? Man, never overthink in life and understand everything happens for a reason. So wherever that slot ends up is exactly where we need to be. All right. Well, listen, we wish you the best of luck. Can't wait to see your team continue to grow and evolve. And we appreciate you joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate you. Thanks. All right. That's Earl Watson joining us from the Phoenix Suns. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. John Wall was a superstar for all of two days. Right? That's what it was. Like to me, John Wall is the exact same thing I thought he was. I'm in the middle of the year, at the end of the year, ruling the playoffs at the end of his playoff run. I like the fact that he knows he's got to keep working. He kind of did the anti-James Harden. Like, James Harden wasn't hitting a shot, wasn't feeling it, and so he just kind of shut it down. John Wall went the other way. He kept firing and kept missing, right? Um, but John Wall is a freak athlete who's had to learn that you don't always have to put your foot all the way to the floor on the gas. Right? That, that sometimes cruising speed, sometimes occasionally punching it, is better than constantly flooring it. My first car was a Camaro Z28. 1995 LT1. Uh, it's like a, the low-level Corvette engine in a Camaro. And that puppy had some like 295 horsepower. It had a big um, stick shift that, that, had, that looked like a big ball, like a like a, an overgrown eight ball, right? Wrapped in leather or whatever. It's really kind of six gear. And when you first start driving it and it was, you know, it was, and you see the green light, you know, like you punch it, <laughs> takes off great torque. But then the more you drive it, you're like, okay, there's a reason that if you shift slowly, it actually would go from first to fourth because you'd save a substantial amount of gas. Right. And the, the key to driving, like one of the things that people who drive stick, I think like when you're a kid and you're driving stick, it's all about, you're at the red light, you rev your engine, your boys are with you, it goes green, you punch it. Or or maybe even you're driving on the freeway and you got it in fifth and you downshift to fourth or the third so that you can punch it. Like that's what we all think it's about. But in many ways, like one of the things that's cool about driving a standard is as you're slowing down to a light, you don't use your brake as much if you downshift, right? You just naturally 
you just naturally slow the car down that way. It's, it's what John Wall is learning, that changing paces, that not always going fast, sometimes shifting from first to fourth, smooth, advancing the ball. Like That's the way that you play. So he's evolving as a player. And the thing about average is that as you're good and as you're bad, right? It's exactly what it is. Which is it where you take out the top and you take out the bottom, the median or the mean? I, I always, I, I, I've always gotten confused by that. Do you know music? Right, you take out the top, you take out the bottom, and then you find the average, right? I, I, I don't know, not off the top of my head. I want to say, I want to say that's the the median is the one where when you go in order and then you just count to the middle number. Mean is the one that you're talking about. The, me- the median is denoting or relating to the value or quantity lying at the midpoint. Yeah. Or frequent uh, frequency distribution of observed value. So I think mean is... Is the one that you were talking about Right. Well, you that. take out the top, you take right. out the bottom, you take the average of it, and that's the mean. Right? Yes. Correct. Right. So the, the important thing is whether you go median or you go mean, it doesn't really matter in John Wall's case. Either way, you have to at least acknowledge that there are going to be stinkers that guys throw out in big games. And I would say you also factor in pressure, factor in fatigue. John Wall's had bad nights before. But for a guy who, you know, averaged 27 points a game in the playoffs, this is going to happen. There's That's why you keep averages. He shot 29% from three-point range in the playoffs. What did he shoot in the regular season? Guess what? 29%. He's not a great three-point shooter. Excuse me, he shot 32%. I'm sorry, 32% this year in the regular season. 35 last year, 30 before that. Like, if you take kind of the average, he's, throughout his career, he's a 32% three-point shooter. But again, the average, the mean, if you will, if you take the average, that's pooling together good nights and bad nights. Last night was a really bad night. And so I guess my argument to you is if you didn't think, if you thought, if you thought John Wall was a superstar, I hope it wasn't because he had a great second half and hit a big three to force a game seven. I would hope that it, that what that, because that was the high and there's been some lows. But if that's the reason you thought he's a superstar, he's no longer a superstar. I would say John Wall is a star, not a superstar. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, this is from uh, Pro Football Talk, right? It's PFT? I think it was PFT. Um, oh, okay, so he was, he was on ESPN. Excuse me. He said on ESPN that the NFL's decision to let the later, Raiders leave Oakland because Nevada is willing to build them a stadium is going to have a bad look in a couple years. Why? There's just no good reason. I've got no disrespect to Las Vegas. It's a great city. It's vibrant. But they're going to a smaller market. It's transient. And it's just another example of chasing every last dollar that tends to backfire. I agree with the last, uh, let's see here, last portion of the last sentence. It is a smaller market. That's indisputable. It is transient. That's indisputable. It's just another chasing every last dollar, and that tends to backfire. It does, but there's a difference between what the Raiders are and what the NHL, is it Black Knights or just Knights? They're just Knights, right? Las Vegas Knights. That will not work, okay? Remember you heard Gottlieb say, like, 
that won't work long term. Because uh, how many hockey games are there? It sure seems like a lot. It's not 82, is there? That's just, that's just NBA. There's a lot. There's too many. It's like 40 home it's like 40 home games uh, counting preseason. And then I'd like everybody makes the playoffs in hockey anyway. The NFL will absolutely work in Las Vegas. They play 82? Yeah, so you get 41 nights. Like, you got to fill that building. 41 nights plus preseason plus playoffs. Like, good luck. And as much as they thought they were going to be, and they still will be technically the first major professional sport in town, Look, Vegas still loves their basketball, okay? So if UNLV can get it going at the same time, UNLV's still as big a draw. just is. But football works. We're talking eight home games plus two preseason games. And I know it feels like, and the rate, and look, if you're in the playoffs, it ain't hard to fill up a stadium for the playoffs. So what are you really losing in this idea of market size? Like, oh, you're, you're right, but here's the problem. And I know this because, full disclosure, my sister used to work in the marketing department for the Oakland Raiders. You can't sell the Oakland Raiders in San Francisco. People in San Francisco don't want to associate with the Oakland Raiders. San Francisco 49ers play further from San Francisco than the Raiders do. The Raiders just crossed the bay. San Francisco 49ers play down in Santa, Santa Clarita or whatever. Santa Clara. Like, that's 45 minutes away. When you're in San Francisco proper, you're like 15 minutes away over the bridge. That's it. If there's no traffic, whatever. The point is that you can't sell the Raiders in San Francisco. People in San Francisco thumb their nose at the Raiders. So you're really competing with Oakland, who wouldn't build them a stadium, couldn't build them a stadium, couldn't fill up the stadium that they did refurbish just to get them back, as opposed to Vegas, who only has to fill the stadium for... Eight home games. And, oh, yeah, by the way, it is a transient population. You're right. A lot of people are from other places. But guess what? You bring in the Giants, the Chargers from L.A., the Rams from L.A. Like, look, a lot of people from Los Angeles moved to Las Vegas because it was too expensive to live in Los Angeles. There's a thriving Hispanic community. Uh, the, The NFL is, next to soccer, is absolutely positively number one. Like, Mexican fans love the NFL. They love, and their favorite team is the Raiders. So if you're a transient, you're, if you're transplant from San Diego, uh, from the Inland Empire, from Los Angeles, from Oakland, from San Francisco, like you're already a Raider fan. And oh yeah, by the way, if you're not a Raider fan, you're from somewhere else, you're a fan of whoever else comes to town. And football is easy. Like, dude, fill up the stadium for eight home games in a brand new beautiful stadium? Like, that's a joke. I, I don't think it'll work. I know it'll work. It's a home run. It's a home run. It's been a Raider town for 20 years anyway. Just like Los Angeles has been a Raider town, even though the Raiders haven't played in Los Angeles in 20 years. If the Raiders move back to L.A. in two years, even with the Chargers, even with the Rams, the Raiders would be more popular. And look, that's just simply where Mark, where... Uh, Mark Cuban, like he knows business really well. He just doesn't understand one, this particular business in this particular region. And maybe more importantly, this particular franchise. Raiders are unique. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.